welcome back to the Wednesday show. Welcome to Plus Two Comedy Extra. This week, we're just kind of hanging out. I know it's uh, there's no video for this one. This is an audio-only Plus Two Comedy Extra. But I'm here with Laura Prince. What's up? Hey, Laura. And uh, WrestleMania is this very Sunday. So we thought we would talk a little bit about WrestleMania. So what we've decided to do... What are you giggling about? Every time you say WrestleMania, you sound like Michael Cole being paid. Well, yeah. The showcase of the immortals, Maggle. Yeah, yeah. The grandfather of them all. Grandest stage of them all. No, there was, it was also the granddaddy of them all. Ah, that's dumb. I've been watching this for a long that's time. That's true. <laughs> the, right now they call it the uh, grandest stage of them all, and uh, Renee Young was complaining on Twitter that she left her makeup in her hotel room, and she's like, I am going to look very mortal at the showcase of the immortals. <laughs> and I've never related to anyone more. Or what was it last year, the... World's Greatest Thrill Ride? Oh, yeah. No, was that a SummerSlam? No, because last year they had the big roller coaster as the set. That's right. It was stupid. The ultimate thrill ride. The ultimate thrill ride. And they had to say it every five minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what we're going to do is first we're going to look back and decide what our dream WrestleMania was. What we wanted WrestleMania to be. And if we could fantasy book it what we would want to see happen. And then we're going to talk about this year's card and uh, make some predictions and analyze some of the matchups here. This year's card does not match our dream booking. Let me tell you that. No, now. it does not. And, and to be honest, I think it's closer than I thought it would be. It's closer than I thought it would be, but some of the builds I'm a little unhappy. When you have the rule of we have to use everybody who's actually in WrestleMania, because there's a ton of people, I'd just be like, no, we just don't use them. The The rule is you got to use all the belts. Okay. And you got to use Ronda. <sighs> Those are the only rules. If you want to cut someone from Mania, you can. I <sighs> did. I cut someone from Mania. She is the worst. I know. Sorry, I love Parks and Recreation. I know you do. I know you do. And I hate Ronda Rousey. I know you hate Ronda Rousey. I'm not the biggest fan either. Uh, but you got to use her. That's that's the rules that we've arbitrarily made for this. Ugh. I just saw the audacity spike when I made that noise. Yeah, yeah, I know it's fun to, to watch audio in real time. But I've rebooked it in a way that I, I, I like how I've inserted her. Okay. So I'm happy with my, my way of doing it. So I guess we should just get started. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start with the women. Uh, because the women, for the most part, I'm going to leave alone. I actually really liked... I liked that... Unlike what they were doing with Absolution and the Riot Squad, they're telling two really different stories with the two women's belts. Yes. And I think that's fantastic. I think... Having Charlotte and Asuka not be personal and having it be, like, professional reputation. And then Nia and Alexa being personal. It's legitimately just, like, who is the best. Yeah. And then... I think both tell really good stories. Yeah, I I like both of them. So, uh, I'm not... I wouldn't change Asuka versus Charlotte at all. I I think I would do her winning the... Royal Rumble, I would have her switching when she switched, all that stuff. Nine Alexa Bliss, at first I didn't think I was going to buy into it. Mm-hmm. I really like this storyline. Um, my literal nightmare is what happened to Alexa Bliss. 
Oh, what? To, being there's... caught on camera or on tape talking smack on somebody? Yes, that's... <laughs> that's, like, my literal... My literal nightmare. And I'm pretty sure Alexa Bliss, who is, is not who I'm supposed to relate to. No, no, I don't feud. think so. The mean girl. Um, uh, how... I'm terrible. So I'm I'm also keeping Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. The Royal Ru- or the Battle Royal, the first ever WrestleMania Battle Royal, I'm cutting. And here's why. Okay. Uh, one, this is not the first ever women's battle royal at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They had one at 25, and it was terrible. Okay. I am really over this whole thing they keep doing where it's uh, the men can do it, so so can the women. All right. So we had, oh, it's the historic first Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble, and Elimination Chamber. I think those are all good things. Okay. Um, I think it's great that they had the first one of all of those. We need to move past that. All right. We need to start letting the women have their own identity now. Instead of just like, well, the men are doing it, so the women are doing it. Counter-argument to that would be, mm-hmm. the men have the battle royal to give all of the guys an ex- like that mm-hmm. extra WrestleMania paycheck. What would you do with the women? This is what I would do. I have an answer to this. Okay. Because uh, that would be unfair to be like, a, well, just because you don't. A very... Um, a guy thing in, in the men's wrestling, you know, when you have a bunch of guys, you throw them in a battle royal. Mm-hmm. For years, what they've done with the women is, if you have a bunch of women, you throw them in a tag match. Yeah. What I would have done is, at the Royal Rumble, I would have brought, then they brought them both back, I would have brought back Trish and Lita. Okay. And I would have them eliminate each other. Like, in the same spot, they both tumble over the top rope. Right, okay. And then you kind of set up a thing like, you know, here we are again, at odds with each other. Uh, You know, I'm better than you. And Trish is like, no, I'm better than you. It's like, we've been fighting this, you know, forever. We need to settle this. But let's not have a match. Let's have a war. Okay. So it's Trish leads a team. And uh, Lita leads a team. And then we get a nice long build where it's them picking their warriors. Okay. This way you have that moment where it's like, hey, I <laughs> Lita goes up and she picks up the entire Riot Squad. And then Trish picks up Absolution. And then we have that face-off at WrestleMania, which is something that I thought we were building towards anyway. And then the I whole, think that got derailed when we lost Paige. When we lost Paige, I think it got be- derailed. But we could still kind of, like, get it in there. Right. Uh, we can do a little storyline where Titus O'Neil is representing Dana Brooke and giving a case to both women on why they uh, why they want Dana. Oh, my God. I would love if it was, like, Apollo badly giving statistics. Yeah. And, like, everyone being like, why are you so bad at this? Dana's the statistician. Yeah. I just took her clipboard. <laughs> You know, have something super fun like that. And then we have... uh... See, I I kind of... I get that idea. Mm -hmm. I think that... I don't mind the slightly lazy Battle Royale booking because I know Battle Royales kind of have the uh, ability to create storylines for people. Mm -hmm. Of like, oh, you eliminated me, I'm coming for you, or whatever. Or you helped me, this is an alliance. I want to dream a little bigger, darling. 
I want, they're having this big, crazy royal rumble in Saudi Arabia. Right. The women will not be permitted to wrestle. That's true. I want a women-only network event. That is something that they've been talking about for a while. Like, not like the Mae Young Classic, which was awesome, but like not a tournament like that, but like a women's-only yes. event. My, my theory on that is the only reason they haven't done one is it something TNA does. They do, What do they call their... The knockouts? The knockouts. They've done knockout-only events, and they're always terrible. Well, the thing so is, So I like, think they want to put some distance in between the last time TNA did it so that, to not draw a comparison. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple months we saw that. I really don't mind the Battle Royal. I'm glad they didn't name it after Moolah, because, like, yeah. she's awful. She was essentially a pimp, guys. Google it. Yeah. Um, she was terrible. So I actually really did... I really didn't mind the Battle Royal. I think that's a... Mm -hmm. When you have so many other pieces in play, I can see that being just the catch-all. Mm -hmm. And kind of having that be like, here, you're in the Battle Royal. Go have a thing to do. And I think they've been building up storylines within the Battle Royal. Like, having Absolution and the Riot Squad. And having Sasha and Bailey. I think they're doing a good job of building these mm -hmm. little storylines for I it. I think so, too. But the reason I'd rather do it this way is, in a battle royal, the first five minutes mm -hmm. is a bunch of people shoving. Okay. And then you only get to see the last eight people do something. What I'm saying is, with the tag team, if you format it this way, and instead of having everybody in the ring, and then you lose some people, and then a few people get to do something, with tags, everyone gets a moment in the ring alone. Okay. So everyone gets to do something. There's no way they would... There's no way they'd have the time for that. I know. This is why it's a fantasy booking. Yeah, I guess I'm just looking at it from, like, both sides of, like, oh, we don't have this because we lost Paige. We don't have it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm looking at it... I actually got in trouble for this once during writing a paper. We had to write out how we would do an anthology for a certain poet. And I wrote about it from a marketing standpoint. Okay. Like, I was like, well, you put... T.S. Eliot's most accessible works first, and then you build back toward, like, proof rock and the things that are a little less accessible. And, like, so I'm looking at it from logistical and from, like, creative mm -hmm. in thinking about how I would book it. I think the Battle Royal works. Okay. I mean, I just think it'll, it would give more opportunity uh, if we, we could... Because with the, the men's Battle Royal... A lot of the the build up for that match has been I'm in it, yeah. And I, I think it would at least give it a little bit more of a unique spin if it's just like oh it's teams, and I always feel like the first ever, you know, such and such whatever it is that uh, the women are doing whether it's Money in the Bank, Elimination Chamber, Royal Rumble, it always hurts that there's another one on the card, right? Like even when we went and saw Money in the Bank. There was two Money in the Bank ladder matches. And it's hard for one to stand out over the other when it's the same concept. And, like, we've been having this Andre the Giant Battle Royal for quite some time. Now. And nothing's ever come of the winners. Yeah, like, we there's never been a time where it's like, mm, can't wait for this Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I think it's fun. Yeah. I mean... In its practical purpose, it's there so that everyone gets paid. Right. 
And I think it's also there for, like, people like Dana Brooke who don't really get, like, a storyline. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere to put her. Because I, I don't think we'd ever get that cool Dana Brooke, like, presenting the statistics. I think WrestleMania night would show up and she'd just show up in one of the teams and we'd be like, I I guess Trish picked no, Dana. I'm, well, I think it gives more time for that to build if it's always just like, well, who am I choosing next? You put Bailey and Sasha on different sides. Right. And, like, er, there, there's more dynamics of, like... I think I would have rather seen it be Team Bailey and Team Sasha. Maybe do it that way. Because uh, I think you'd have that really fun dynamic that mm. they've been teasing about them mm. being friends and then not being friends and beating the ever-loving poop out of each other. And I think having them start this, like... Like, it could be a really fun way for, like, Stephanie to pit them against each other mm-hmm. and start that ball rolling of, like, of Stephanie, like, destabilizing female friends. I would have loved to see... a good way to do it. Like, because Stephanie tends to play, like, the worst kind of woman as far as, like, women's interpersonal relationship show. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would love if we had an arc of she's just destabilizing the other women's relationships. That makes sense. That would have been fun. It would have been cool. I mean, it's hard because we never see Stephanie get comeuppance. Exactly. And, like, that's where... I actually like Rhonda fighting Stephanie because I didn't want Rhonda to, like, take a place that I felt belonged Mm -hmm. to Asuka or belonged to Charlotte Mm -hmm. or Alexa or Nia. Um, I really would not have wanted to see one of them be kicked down to the undercard so that Ronda Rousey could have a title shot. I think this does a good job of taking her out of the title picture. Right. And protecting her char- her terrible character. Um, I don't think she has a character yet. <laughs> she looks crying. <laughs> and confused. Yeah, like, she mostly looks like, I'm gonna cry. Like, her character is either, I'm happy to be here, or you made me sad and I'm gonna cry. Yeah. And they, they tried to do that video mm. package where they presented her as the underdog. And I was like, I, she's not, though. You can't simultaneously present her as the most dangerous mm. woman and also an underdog. It doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. But then, like, as the other relationships are destabilizing, you could kind of, like, set up Rhonda deciding to earn her place in the roster by taking down the big bad. And it kind of sets Rhonda up as a hero. Mm-hmm. It kind of unites the women against a common enemy, which is always fun. Like, I think that could have been a cool thing. Yes. Uh, As you will see uh, throughout my fantasy booking, the theme of mine is if you are an outsider or you are a part-timer, you don't work with another part-timer or newcomer. You work with the current roster to make the current roster special. Right. Instead of having your own ego-driven special show. On well, now side. that I know we don't have to keep everybody, I am cutting part-timers like no tomorrow. Okay, go for it. Like, uh, So, I would do the tag match. I understand what you're saying about Trish and Lita, but like by inserting them, I think it brings everybody up because they're all going to work together. Right. Um, so that's what I would do with the ladies. Um, cruiserweight title, I know you don't watch 205 Live. Uh, but Who's even fighting? It is Cedric Alexander All right. versus uh, Mustafa Ali. Who I barely recognize. Yeah. He's the one that does the, the like 
he faces the wrong way and does the 450. Okay. He does a lot of flips. Uh, uh, get rid of both of them. Jack Gallagher wins. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. I love Jack Gallagher. I know you do. I, I would keep Cedric, but I would put in uh, uh, my boy, Drew Gulak. Oh, okay. Okay, Jack Gallagher versus Drew Gulak. All right. <laughs> One of them wins. We go home happy. Uh, and I think that's great because uh, they're doing this weird thing where, uh, you know, it's 205 Live. You got to check out how high flying it is. And they're going to put the high flying, like, on display. But there's been great character work. And I, they kind of need to put that on display on WrestleMania. I absolutely agree. I think, I, I know Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher as characters. Mm-hmm. And I think they're strong characters. I think they're two people who, like, are very entertaining. I mean, original babyface Jack Gallagher with his, like, very, like, funny John Peel type, uh, or John Steed type, it's Emma Peel and John Steed. His, like, John Steed, very Britishness. Mm-hmm. And then Drew Gulak, who's, like, the quintessential stick in the mud. Yeah. Like, I think they could have done a lot of really fun... We haven't even seen the Cruiserweights on Raw and. Yeah, it's quite been some quite time. some time. Which is kind of beat, because for the, uh... Taker match, we've seen Cena talk at an empty room. <laughs> yes, we have. For 10 minutes a week, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, we could have given this time. Like, I'm sure we're getting Cena Taker. I've seen a lot of. I've seen a lot of theories on how that's going to show up. Yeah. I've seen a Hall of Fame. Ooh, that would be interesting. That he's going to, like, crash Kid Rock's induction. <laughs> I kind of like that idea. Uh, I think it's stupid. It's stupid, but I kind of like it. Uh,. So then we got the tag titles. Let's talk about the tag titles. All right. So the Raw Tag... I've loved the build for the Raw Tag Championships mm-hmm. because I think uh, wrestling is best when it's really cartoony. Mm-hmm. And so I've really loved how increasingly ridiculous Braun Strowman has become. Oh, yeah. Like, last night I died. Yes, when we... we I'm Brain Strowman. Learned about his twin brother. Oh, my brother. God. That's so stupid. Yeah, shout-outs to Corey Graves for making everything special. Um, and, like, I even love the bit with him and Kurt Hawkins. Mm-hmm. With I the, like, the big break, and he literally, like, Wiley Coyote throws Kurt right. Hawkins through a wall. Through a wall towards a man that did not know he was going to be on camera. It was amazing. <laughs> so, the Raw Tag... Uh, the Raw Tag Championships, I don't really have any complaints. Oh, you would leave it alone? Yeah. I, I would like to actually... Because, like, assuming the bar has, like, is champion, mm-hmm. I really like Braun Strowman. And, like, I don't really care that he doesn't have a partner. Unlike Cena Taker, which I'm going to complain about even more later. Okay. Um, I don't have to see Braun Strowman's partner. Braun Strowman's partner is not really that important to the match. Okay. All right. Because the whole thing is Braun Strowman can do it. Like, I would love someone from developmental to be there as, like, a Santino-esque plant. And for him to just pull a random guy Ooh, out of the Ooh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Like, just something very cartoony and very ridiculous. I like that. I like that a lot. Or, like, Corey Gray. Or Byron. Just have him have Byron sit in the corner while he beats up Seamus <laughs> yeah, and Sit there and you watch this. Okay. Uh, and, and I will say that this has been my favorite build. Has been Braun towards and the bar. <laughs> that being said, I'm getting rid of it. And I'm going to have the bar defend against the team of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. 
Nah. It they they <laughs> they teased it for a moment during it might have been during the Royal Rumble. Okay. Uh, where they worked together for a moment and it was like weird, and then they they started fighting again. I would have them do the ultimate deletion, and I would have like Hardy waken him, mm-hmm. and then I would make them a team. Uh, I think the the ultimate deletion that they did do kind of didn't go over well just because it was the end. Like, nothing came of it. It was a very weird place to put it. To put it, like, mm-hmm. two or three weeks before Mania. Uh, to announce Bray for the Saudi Arabia Yeah, which pay-per-view. is very strange. I, I think it would have been fun to have them have a match. And, like, have, uh, you know, a shorter build... Maybe, like, have deletion back a week or two mm-hmm. and give a full month of, like, every time there's a reflection or water that, like, something is trying to get Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he enters and then there's, like, a cool entrance and then Bray shows up in some, like, different incarnation. That'd be interesting. And, like, kind of have it be he goes into the pool of reincarnation and he comes out different Maybe not necessarily Husky Harris, like everybody else said. Yeah. But he comes back different, and it's a good way to kind of subtly repackage Bray, because we've done the cult, we've done the Sister Abigail, we burned down his house, like what else is there to do? Mm-hmm. And it's a way to change his character, but kind of keep that like supernatural weirdness. Yeah. And especially if we don't get the supernatural weirdness with Taker, I love the supernatural weirdness. Yeah. So if we're not going to get it with Undertaker, if the you know, theory that he's going to come as the American badass is true. Mm-hmm. I would much rather see Bray Wyatt pick up the mantle of Spoopy. Yeah. And just see another match with him and uh, Hardy. And I think Matt Hardy mm-hmm. has earned better than the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah, that that's exactly why I gave him this match. And I think you could then write a very nice story down the line where Jeff Hardy returns and is like, what is this? Like, you have a new... You've replaced me? What am I, obsolete? Like, I think that would tell a very interesting story. So this is this is dumb fantasy booking, which is when I say something completely stupid... It's fine. ...that I would love, but everyone else on the planet would be really mad at. You set up this match. Like, mm-hmm. I, like the whole match I just described. And, uh, new Bray Wyatt. It's the end of Scott Pilgrim. Oh, and they just talk it out? Yeah, and they just, like... Go out for French toast afterwards and, like, cuts away to a diner in, like, an hour. Like, oh my god, they've left the building! They're at a Waffle House! Just shut the shit. He's a real nice guy. We're gonna meet up in a week. Yeah, like, just, it's the kind of thing that people... I liked when, uh, Seamus kicked Daniel Bryan in the face in 18 seconds. Yeah. I was the one. Because I think wrestling is best when there's at least one kind of cartoonish aspect or match. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And there would there would be some fun in this. Uh, and speaking of cartoon, SmackDown titles. Ooh, I don't care. See, and I think the, the New Day are great. I think the Usos are great. I'm not a big fan of the Bludgeon Brothers. Because they're dumb. But the story I would write, because I, w- I have all of the general managers and commissioners being very busy. Mm-hmm. That literally the tag team division kind of gets forgotten. Okay. And we end up booking a four-way for the tag titles, and it's all booked through the Fashion Files. Yeah, no, you can have this one. 
That's like, all I want. <laughs> like, like it's just Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Like, the Usos come in and are like, well, we got news for you. You're going to face us at WrestleMania. It's like, why? It's like, we solved the case and that's what's happening. What case? It's like, we booked it. And then, like, a graphic comes up. It's like, why is there already a graphic? <laughs> and then... See, I love this. This is so dumb. And then the the fashion police continue to find more clues. And it's like, oh, it turns out the Bludgeon Brothers are also in this match. And you have to have the Ascension just being sad. The the whole time I would have the Ascension being like, and we're in it too. And then be no. like, no. No, that's not what the clues say. They, WWE would have to invest in those characters. And they'd like... Don't seem to want to for some reason, no. despite the fact that they're very popular. Fashion Files is amazing. Everybody liked it, and it would have been fun, and we would have gotten that insane, like, uh, you know, high spot match that with a bunch of great teams, and we would still build the Bludgeon Brothers because the other thing is the end of the Fashion Files was the Bl- Bludgeon Brothers were the ones that were attacking them, right? And then that just kind of, like, went away. And, like, this would be a great way to pay everything off. Yeah, the Bludgeon Brothers haven't done anything. It's a shame because Luke Harper is very talented. And uh, Mm. I I feel like they should split him and Rowan up and let them do other things. Because I kind of feel like Rowan is the uh, Simon Gotch. Yeah. In this one. Which I guess is the new Marty Jannetty. The new Marty Jannetty is the Simon Gotch. Aiden English is not Shawn Michaels, but I really like Aiden English. I like Aiden English, too. And uh, that's going to bring us to our mid-card titles. Uh, And and I'm going to mix it up here a little bit, too. Uh, We'd still be doing the triple threat match idea. Uh, I'm getting rid of Rusev. It's okay. Hang on. So we're going to do the triple threat match between Bobby... Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal. We're still doing that triple. Oh, I'm cutting match. Jinder Mahal out You're of You're cutting Jinder Mahal? Just out of everything. Okay. He's got weird roid nipples, and I just I can't. Do, do you have like a full plan? Because I'll let you take this one before I go, if you want. So Randy Orton's champion, because I'm assuming we have to play by the rules of the champion is who the champion is. We can't like I mean if you want to mess with Fast Lane or uh the Elimination Chamber a bit. Get I, I can't remember which one that's is which. That's fine, that's fine. Uh, they were two incredibly unremarkable pay-per-views. Um, okay. I, I think the fact that after Rumble, the other two pay-per-views were very weak mm-hmm. is what why I feel like the overall build of this mania has been very weak. Why are you giggling at me? Because I, I called it. I actually thought Chamber was really good. But no one remembers that because Roman won. You know what? You're right. I feel like everyone. <laughs> I feel like when we watched it, we were like, "This is a good pay per view." And then the final match, and we were like, eh, "And, and a I bad said pay-per-view. that I was like, Roman's gonna win and ruin this whole experience." You're right. Um. So if Randy Orton's still champion, I believe that Bobby Roode has. I, this is Bobby Roode's rematch. Technically. Yeah, this would be his rematch. And I like putting in Rusev, because I like putting in... Mm-hmm. I love the X Factor, and I know that they love cramming in these three- and four-way matches into Mania, because, again, everybody got to get paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're just going to have too many people in and around the ring for this, though. Okay. Having uh, Jinder Mahal's Singh brother 
and Aiden English, like that's six people mm-hmm. match or match adjacent. Okay. That's kind of a lot of people. And you know the Singh brother and cause I agree with Aiden English. I can't remember which one's yeah. hurt and which one's currently working. Um, because they've never done anything particularly interesting with them. Right. And I think that's part of it is like Jinder's generic foreign heel. Mm-hmm. He's not interesting. He's not compelling or interesting. He's not a fun villain. I mean, Rusev was a fun villain when he was a villain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, he's a fish. Yes. Like, he had some very fun, good villain moments. I Is Braun a villain? Or is Braun a babyface? Braun has turned babyface completely <sighs> at this point. If you shaved him, he'd probably have a weird baby yeah. face. So After all the heels threw him in a trash truck and compacted him, he became a baby face. He got better. He did get better. So you want to make a you want to do one on one Orton versus Bobby? I would like that. Yeah, I would like. I, I'd love to figure out somewhere else to put Rusev because mm-hmm. I really enjoy Rusev, but I I'm not really sure where to put him at the moment. Okay. But I I would like for. Uh, I hate all of the mid-card belts being too many people matches. Gotcha. I would love to see just one savage, good, like, just a match. And it's just a good singles match. Yeah, like, I want it to be, like, really, like, just a strongly booked, good storytelling match. And I think Bobby and Randy could do that. And please, God, don't let them have Randy Orton walk down on a giant sperm again. Please do. I enjoyed that. Yeah, you know what? No, do it. Uh, what about the uh, What about the Intercontinental Title? The Intercontinental Championship. I understand the logistical reasons. It's a three way. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like it to. I would love for it to be Seth and Finn without the Miz. Oh, we'll just put the Miz and Rusev in a match of uh, people who entertain me. Okay, All uh, right. the dance for me match. All right, where they have to just entertain me specifically, but. The Miz is currently champion, so he, mm-hmm. he needs to be there. But he was clearly possibly going to be sidelined because Maurice was nine months pregnant. Mm-hmm. So they kind of had to plan for the con- uh, contingency of what if Maurice goes into labor at the Hall of Fame yeah. and he's not at Mania. Yeah, which is good. So I would love for it to just have been Seth and Finn and just put on, like an- again, another... Just good, solid match. Yeah, yeah. My, my card... In which the phrase, the ordinary man who does extraordinary things is never said, and we call him something else. Yeah, my card doesn't have many singles matches. It has a few. Um, but what I would do with these titles, I would keep the... I would remove Rusev from my U.S. title match. I have good reasons. Stay uh, tuned. Where do you put him? I, I don't want to say that yet. Okay. Uh, so it's Jinder, Bobby, and Orton. And then I would make the Intercontinental title uh, a triple threat match between Miz, Finn, and Elias. Okay. And then I would have it leak online. And, like, something, like, just slips through to, like, Meta or something like that. That there was a debate backstage which one of these matches is going to be on the pre-show. Oh, my God. And then you have all th- all six of them complaining on Twitter about, like, how the IC title is more prestigious and how, like, SmackDown's getting screwed again. Okay. But, like, for about two weeks, this only happens online. Right. This way it gets all the smarks are talking about it. 
and then eventually it gets brought up on Miz TV. Okay. Like, I'm the greatest intercontinental of all champion of all time. No one has done what I've done in this ring, and you're going to put me on the pre-show. Yeah. So now that it gets addressed, something has to be done. So, general manager Daniel Bryan says, all right, you're both on the main card. Okay. We're going to take each belt, and we're going to suspend them both above the ring, and all six of you are going to be in a ladder match for both titles. And unify them? No, no. No. They're they're not they're not hung up together. Okay. This way, any any of the six could pull down either one. Someone okay. could win both. Somebody could move. Okay, I like this. Yeah. I like that it's like, a way to do like before a shakeup to actually. Yeah. It, it it creates an interesting standing where it's just like there there will be a moment where a very beat up person wins a belt and the match doesn't end. Yeah. Like, there's a there's going to be a lot of interesting concepts going on. And we got to get through this, because it's, we're already half an hour in. I know, in. we're already we're not, half an hour in. We are not that far. Uh, so, I know you asked this, so uh, let me talk about uh, uh, Rusev. Um, Rusev. Happy Rusev Day, Happy everybody. Rusev Day. What I would do with Rusev is, uh, I think Rusev deserves a big match, yes. in my opinion. I would have Rusev and Lana win the mix match challenge. Okay. And then someone else who I think has been completely forgotten, Dolph Ziggler comes out. Okay. And Dolph Ziggler talks about how he forfeited the U.S. title. Right. Why did I do that? Why was I gone for two months? Well, I made a friend. And that's where Ronda Rousey comes in. Okay. If we're going to have Ronda Rousey, who is going to bring a lot of eyes on the product. Right. We don't need her in the ring with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Okay. Like, let's put her, let's make some really big stars out of people who deserve it. So we have Ronda Rousey and Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev and, uh, and Lana. In it, we get to see uh, Ronda Rousey beat up Aiden English, <laughs> and I would have I would have uh, Dolph and Ronda lose, and then I would have Ronda beat the crap out of Dolph. Okay. It would be a like it would be a big moment for everyone involved. Everyone gets to have a happy Rusev day because Rusev wins. Right. Like I think all and the... carries what's left of his wife off stage. Yes, I think all the pieces kind of very nicely fall into place. Yeah, there. you could kind of feed Lana to because they mm-hmm. guys, Lana's not going to win the women's battle royal. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not going to happen. They don't care about Lana. Like after she stopped the ravishing Russian gimmick, they kind of gave up on Lana. They gave her that weird quasi burlesque gimmick for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to debut around the same time as Emelina. And then when mm. Emelina didn't work, both of them kind of ended up not doing anything. Which is a shame because Lana's music is dope. <laughs> I really like her music. And she never gets to come out to it. I mean, they, they have they not realized Dancer is not much of a gimmick? Like, did Fandango teach you nothing? No, she taught you nothing. Taught you nothing. Yeah, uh, so I I could deal with that because also then Kurt Mc, Kurt Angle, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H cut. Uh, I'm not cutting all of them. I am. Uh, what I would do, and I'm, I'll do this really quickly. Braun Strowman currently doesn't have a match. I would have him just be breaking stuff backstage. 
until something needs to be done and Kurt Angle steps up. Okay. He says, this is my show. You're not going to destroy my show. I'm the general manager here. We're fighting at WrestleMania. This way it is a big match for Braun. We still get Kurt Angle in there and we have, you know, a part-timer working with the current roster to make something important. Okay. Uh, but Braun has to win. Oh, Braun 100% yeah. beats Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, cut. Yay! <laughs> Don't need Stephanie McMahon. Uh, I have uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the team of Shane McMahon and Triple H. Okay. Because they, they're they very awkward with this, like, is Daniel Bryan a good guy or a bad guy, right? Like... Mm-hmm. I, I don't like what they did with him. And I also think he deserves a better match. I agree. For his return. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, shove Triple H in with a... Yeah, it makes sense. They're brother-in-laws, you know. And, you know, once again, if Triple H is going to wrestle, you're going to work with the current talent. Yeah. Uh, and I think they would have a great match. And I, I think that'll be really fun. And there's a dynamic between Owens and Triple H that has never been resolved. So that that's where I'm going with it. Plus, you could kind of play a lot with like the fact that Triple H and Mc, uh, Shane are legally brothers, mm-hmm. and Zayn and Sammy are like. You keep making farty noises oh, with the couch. Sorry, um, leather couch. Yeah, it's like they're they're gonna hear some farty noises. Um, and Zayn and Sam, oh, no, bleh. Kevin and Sammy are more brothers by choice, mm-hmm. and you could also have that like undermining that relationship. I I find the relationships between people to be the most important part of wrestling. Like the I'm still salty that the Dean Seth Hell in a Cell ended with Bray Wyatt doing spoopy crap. Yeah, that was very disappointing. And and beating Dean with not his finish. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Where where would have you put Rhonda? Uh I was going to put her against Stephanie again to get her out of the way of Storylines oh, I cared about. Just one on one. We we talked about this. How I was going to have that whole plot line with Stephanie undermining all of the other women and all of the relationships, and being like, kind of what she seems to be in real life, where she's like, "Yeah, women, they're great," but really, like, as long as I'm the best woman, they're great. Okay, all right, I dig this. And it kind of gives Rhonda like a way to earn her place on the women's roster, of like winning their respect by taking out Stephanie McMahon. Okay. Because, like, I think it would have been interesting to have Ronda be treated poorly by the rest of the women's roster of, like, you're just going to come in here and get to do whatever you want. hmm Like, the way the attitude toward part-timers has been by the mm-hmm. men, I would have liked to see that sort of thrown at Ronda. Yeah. And then have her want to earn her place, earn their mm-hmm. respect. And then she beats up the boss. Kind of like what they tried to do with Brie. Yeah. And then it didn't work because they didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tried. There was some good stuff in that storyline. It just... It was imperfect. It, it didn't work because I think... Um, oh, man. This CBS Sports article has a glaring typo. And now I can't see anything else. Um, we, I have the card pulled up on a CBS Sports article because I... Was going to forget a match. It's good to have references. That's you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, 
I really liked the build for AJ and Shinsuke because it's been real dumb in a way I've enjoyed. I, I don't think I'd change that either. Yeah, I I like that. It's a cool match. It's a good technical match. It's a good championship match. I, I think that's going to be entertaining. I think uh, they're going to have to put a content warning before Nakamura's entrance because that's going to be some epilepsy. That's going to be stroby. Um... But it's going to be fun. And, like, I like that they don't necessarily have... I love the personal aspects of characters, but I don't mind that there's a just who's the best. Kind of like with Charlotte and Asuka. Mm -hmm. It's not really, like, personal and intimate and scary. It's like, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. I'm going to pat you on the head like a dog. Like, I like that. Mm -hmm. I think that can work. And I don't mind face versus face and heel versus heel matches. Yeah, it, I, if you do it right, it's fine. Yeah, if so. they serve the story, which this one does. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the U- Universal Championship. Oh, we also have Cena Taker, I guess. Uh, what I would do uh, is I would have had uh, Daniel Bryan come out and say... When he made his speech about returning. We've actually had this conversation, so I'm mm-hmm. actually going to let you drive this one. Yeah. When he's about to, to say he's returning, I would want him to say, uh, I'm very excited to return. The The question is when, and I will be returning April 11th on SmackDown. The first SmackDown after WrestleMania. And everyone would boo. Right. And he would say, look, I understand. I'm cleared but in my opinion, I'm not in ring shape yet. You know, and they told me that with Kurt fighting Braun and Shane fighting Kevin and Owens and, you know, Triple H and Shane, like, they need somebody to be in charge. They need me to do this. Mm-hmm. They need me to do this. You know, if they need me, they can't punish me. So... What if I do something they don't like? I challenge The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Gong. Undertaker shows up immediately. Cool, bro. He, he comes out and he says, uh, I'm at the twilight of my career. I feel like it is a perfect opportunity that with my career ending, yours is reborn. Okay, yeah. If I face you at WrestleMania for my final match, I can rest in peace. I like that. So it is Brian versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Next week, John Cena on Raw. And he's just like... Real mad. No, no, no. He's still smiley John Cena. Like, hey man, I totally understand why The Undertaker did that. Of course, it's Daniel Bryan's return match. And of course, Daniel Bryan's back. He wants to, he wants to, you know, deal with the Undertaker. That's great. I'm gonna go to WrestleMania as a fan. Guys, you can't see how scary Noah looks right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing smiley John Cena. Uh, That's what you look like when you're mad. I'm gonna go to WrestleMania as a fan. I'm gonna sit in the front row and I'm gonna cheer yes, and I'm gonna cheer Undertaker. As loud as everyone else, I'm excited to be a fan. Next week on SmackDown, we have a contract signing. Undertaker signs. 
Daniel Bryan signs, John Cena's music comes out. Congratulates them both. Says, I can't wait to see this. Do you guys need a special guest referee? Nah. And they both go, no. <laughs> He's like, okay, I understand. Shakes Brian's hand. And he shakes the Undertaker's hand. He looks at him and he said, you know, you didn't know that Brian was going to come back. I understand why you took this match. I don't understand why I didn't get an answer. Why did you accept his challenge and not mine? New phone. Who dis? <laughs> and we see Cena snap. We see him put him put the Undertaker through a table. And we get a triple threat match. Cena, Brian, Undertaker. Undertaker's a little bit older. I... You get two guys in there that can carry the match for him. Yeah, because Taker can't hang mm-hmm. as well. We we gotta we gotta finish up because we are forty five minutes in and have not gotten to what we think to actually WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, and, and and I'm tired. <laughs> maybe this will just be us fantasy booking. Maybe we won't actually talk about WrestleMania. Well, we want to talk about that's the part okay. I wanted to do. Okay, uh, so t- to close off my my fantasy booking, uh, Universal Championship, Brock, Roman, Rollins. That's the true Brock, rematch. Rollins. Just goes away for a while. You just get you. You just want to cut him out. Yeah, it is a fantasy. He is boring. He's uncharismatic, and he kind of seems like a brat all okay. the time. So I just they and I, I will give them credit. They've been trying with this build to make you like Roman Reigns, but they need to stop trying for a little while to make you like Roman Reigns. And kind of let him find something organic, like Rusev, like mm-hmm. something people can attach to, like Braun Strowman's antics and Rusev Day. Like nothing with Reigns feels organic. Yeah, he I, feels I very corporate. So either make him an evil corporate tool, mm-hmm. who eventually might find a soul and become a babyface again, or just give him a break. Like maybe just don't for a while. Yeah, because I will say with this build. I've enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But, like, I feel like a lot of fans are cheering for the person they want to lose. Like, nobody's in this because they want to see someone win. They want to see a certain person lose. Yeah. And I I think that really hurts what quite could be the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't like either of the two things that are probably going to be the main event, so. This or Ronda? Yeah, I don't really particularly love either of those matches. This feels like a weak mania. Like, there's great matches in it. Seamless segue. I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a weak mania in terms of the card. I think it's been very weak in terms of build. I think they've tried to be like, look at all the things you're getting. Yeah. That's enough, right? I think they've done a pretty decent job with the women's build. I've liked AJ and Shinsuke's build. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've tried. Like, you can see where they've tried. Mm-hmm. But Cena, Taker... We need... Like, if Taker can't show up to a few tapings, Taker needs to be done. Yeah, and... The thing I will say about... 
the Cena Undertaker build. Ooh, there's a big crack in Laura's neck just now. Ooh. Uh, the thing I will say about the the Undertaker Cena build is it's the feelings I am feeling towards it are all the feelings WWE wants me to feel. And I, I've said this many times. The WWE is allowed to piss me off on purpose. It's when they piss me off on accident that I'm like, you're screwing up. But with this, like, it's very strange that there's no answer from The Undertaker. We never saw him. So, like, what they've done, if they, they've created this feeling of, oh, there's been no reveal. So we're going to get the reveal at WrestleMania. Yeah. Which I think is very effective. Um, and, like, while I'm pissed off now, when that gong hits, I'm going to jump out of my seat. I, see, I, I disagree because, like, I know it's coming now at Mania. I think that having it be this, like, ongoing Cena runs his mouth for ten minutes... I, I'm really tired of the one-sided Undertaker build. Yeah, I didn't is... like it when it was Bray. I forgot about it. Enti- like, I don't remember even what it was like when it was Roman. Something about dogs and yards. Um, I don't know. Maybe want to go, like, adopt. I mean, we did actually see the Undertaker at the Royal Rumble when it was Roman. And then a little bit. He, he showed up a bit. Um, but, yeah, it's... I hate the one-sided feud. I... I, it doesn't really help Bray or Cena. It doesn't it, like it didn't help those men. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I remember when Bray was doing it, we were like, "Man, he's he's killing it for being out there alone." Oh, he lost. Well, I mean, Bray never should have lost that match. Absolutely I, not. And I think it should have been. I think he should have retired with Bray. I yeah. think maybe he should have been done. Because, like, they feel obligatory now. Yes. Like, after the streak was broken, I didn't mind Bray because they kind of did that new face of fear. And I was like, okay, the streak was broken. This is the torch pass. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nah. And, and I think that didn't need to be his last match, in my opinion, because you could then talk about the losing streak. And how Undertaker now needs a win. At WrestleMania. To remind himself he's still that guy. I guess. I kind of... He's really old. He is. But, I mean, he's still a very bankable star. And yeah. And stuff. I just... I would have liked them to have... The biggest problem with WWE now... Single biggest problem is their over-reliance on older talent and part-timers. Mm-hmm. This card relies heavily on older talent and part-timers. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest problems. Yeah, and I've said that f- ever since The Rock came back, uh, WrestleMania is no longer for us. Our WrestleMania is SummerSlam. The WWE knows that there's going to be a lot of eyes on WrestleMania and that there are people out there that don't watch wrestling, but they watch WrestleMania. So that's who this card is for. Right. Is so people can be like, I remember Triple H. I know who Ronda Rousey is. Kurt Angle. Watch your idols decay. Yeah. So that's what those cards are. Our WrestleMania is now SummerSlam. They need to stop calling it Showcase of the Immortals because the older the talent gets, 
the more it's like, nah, not looking super immortal to me. Yeah, but okay? I mean, you saw death becomes her. Just because you're immortal doesn't mean you look good. That's fair. So, uh, let's, I guess, rapid fire. We'll go through the matches and predict some winners. Yeah. All right. Uh, so super rapid fire, because I know, uh, Mustafa Ali or Cedric? Cedric. I'm going to go with Cedric as well. Awesome. Enough said. Because that's the guy I know. Yeah. Uh, Women's Battle Royal. Um, it's going to be, I want it to be Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. I want it to be Becky Lynch. I think it's going to be Sasha. Because Sasha and Bailey are the only ones going into this match with a storyline of any kind. Becky Lynch. All right. Uh, how about the Andre the Giant? Tyler Breeze. Any reasoning? Are we still doing fantasy booking? No, this is supposed to be your actual guess. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, I think, is a really good pick. Um, I, I was going to pick Rusev, but Rusev is not going to be there. Nope. Uh, I'm going to take a very bold guess. And I'm going to say the winner of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal is Johnny Gargano. Yo. Like if he doesn't get his job back. He doesn't he get his job roster. back, yeah. I could see that. And then like you could also bring that rivalry into the main roster mm-hmm. when Ciampa gets called up. Yep. That's that's my, my prediction. I have bad facial memory and I can't picture Ciampa. So I picture a chain chomp. Every time we With discuss it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's good. Fair. Okay. Accurate. Uh, so, uh, moving on. Uh, then we got uh, the tag teams. We're all tag team. Oh, which we, we have to spend a little bit more time on because we do have to speculate who Braun's partner is. Uh, I think it's going to be somebody... Maybe, maybe that's where John Cena goes. John Cena said in a promo that he would not go there because he doesn't deserve those spots. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's cool for you, I guess. Uh, good good for you, John Cena. Um, you know, I'm not really sure. I would love for it to be like a Zack Ryder or just like somebody completely... Audience member. I want it to be a developmental audience member plant. Just something off the wall. It would fit what they've been doing, mm-hmm. which is making Braun Strowman a Looney Tune. Okay. I like this idea. Just, like, plant someone who's not real well-known from NXT. Or an actual plant. Like a ficus. Too soon. Mitch. Mitch is barely cold, Noah. Mitch is always cold. Mitch is a plant. He gets his warmth from the sun. <laughs> yeah. That's how he feeds. It's photosynthesis. I, I kind of like the idea of it just being random guy we've never seen before being yeah. drugged to the ring. Yeah, I like that. I think it fits with what they've been doing. I would love it to be Ellsworth. But I'm going to predict it's Elias Sampson. And, and by that I mean Elias because his last name drifted away. Yeah, it's probably going to be Elias, but I really want it to be Rando. Because he's also been missing from the uh, Andre graphic. And they did give him a squash, uh, squash match yesterday to remind us he exists. Yeah, and that, yeah, he beat up Heath Slater. <laughs> yeah, so like they obviously want us to remember. And like in the last hour... Mm-hmm. So they clearly want us to remember Elias is a thing. Yeah, so that's that's my guess. And are you going with Braun becoming the tag team champions? Yeah, I think that's... They don't really know, what, like, what would the bar do afterwards? And what would Braun do afterwards? We get, like, a good three months of storylines of Braun just being the tag team champions. Yeah. Not just being a thing he does. Alright, agreed, agreed. Uh, so then we got 
Uh, we're going into the mid-card titles now. No, we, oh, got, no, we SmackDown. got tag we got, Yeah, we got SmackDown tag titles. Uh, New Day, Usos, and the Bludgeon Brothers. And New Day. Everybody likes New a party. Day. All right, interesting. They're fun. It's a happy, like, they'll do a fun thing. It's mania. Uh, I'm going with the Bludgeon Brothers. New Day are also, if you're going with that, like, WrestleMania is for people who are... Ca- like, people know who the New Day are. True, true. Because one, Xavier Woods has a whole second life in the gamer community. And, like, they sell bootios at the mall. So, yeah, that's true. So I think it's going to be New Day because it's going to be narrowing it guy down to the guy I recognize. I, I want to be the Bludgeon Brothers, and uh, I think there's a chance then for uh, Wyatt to reappear. Because technically, the entire Wyatt family is now champions but him. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I think they might play with that. So that's why I'm saying it's the Bludgeon Brothers. Okay. Um, U.S. champion. U.S. championship. Uh, I kind of think they might pull the trigger and put it on Rusev. Uh, oh, I keep forgetting Rusev is in it. It's gotta be Rusev. I think they're gonna just give it back to him. He's the most... Bobby Roode's fun, but they don't seem to know entirely what they're doing with him. Jinder Mahal... Like, I think Bobby's gonna turn heel. Bobby's gotta turn heel. Yeah. And nobody cares about Jinder Mahal. Like, he's just... Bad. Yeah, and honestly, like, these are people we've seen fight a lot. Yeah, between themselves. Like, Jinder and Orton fought forever in matches we didn't care about. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, now Bobby's, like, let's get some new blood in there. It's gotta be Rusev. On Rusev Day. Which is on WrestleMania, which is super coincidental and really cool. Yeah, it's very nice that that happened. Oh, and we could get, like, a big, stupid, like, banner that comes off the set going, Rusev! Like, again, those two matches should be far apart, and there should just be parties. Like, it'd be fun. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. I see, I think Miz retains. I think Miz retains as well. Uh, They gotta break our hearts a little bit. Um, Like, we can't have all the people we love win. Uh, And I, I think this is the one where... Miz steals the title and and runs away. I think he steals the title, but I think he's gonna turn face soon. He was, like, too sympathetic on Monday. He was very sympathetic on Monday. So, I think he's gonna do a few more, like, heel things, and then, like, maybe in a couple weeks turn face. I also think this could be the spot of, like, the Miz wins, gets on the mic and says, like, I'm the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. No, there's not an intercontinental champion in the back that can hold my boots. And then Shawn Michaels or somebody comes out. Yeah, that could be, like, and Miz gets his comeuppance by getting beat up by a legend or something. Yeah, that that could be where that spot fits. Yeah, that could be really good. Yeah, I like that. Jericho or something. But I definitely think Miz is going to retain... Um, I think Rollins and Balor should be doing other things. Yeah, I agree. I think they should be in the real title picture. Mm-hmm. And now, because I'm going to jump ahead, but uh, I'm predicting Roman. Ugh. I know, but like, 
You're probably right. That's why I'm making that noise. Roman's going to then need people to work with. Yeah. <laughs> and it should be Finn. Yeah, and even Rollins tells a good story. Yeah, so... Yeah, that, uh, that's that's good logic. Raw... I... I would love for it to be Nia just because, like, it tells a better story if Nia wins, but I think Alexa's going to retain. This has been a real tough one for me. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, Alexa Bliss by DQ. You think she's going to do a thing? Or Nia's going to get super heated and do something wrong? Nia Jax is going to throw her through the barricade and they get counted out or something. Okay. They're going to set something up for extreme rules. They're going to do that kind of like Alexa retains but doesn't really win. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's... I, I will say Alexis hold it for a while and there's not a lot of ladies left for her to work with. Yeah. Uh but I think she's I think she might hold on to it for one more. Yeah, I think she's gonna to drop it. I I think that would be a good extreme rules match if extreme rules is raw. Which I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't know why. And I think Asuka's winning SmackDown. You know what? I've gone back and forth on this one. Because it's WrestleMania. What a great spot for Asuka to win her first main title, or main roster title. Yo, Extreme Rules is in September. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's usually right after Mania. I know. But I, oh, they brought back Backlash, so I guess... Oh, good, they brought back that thing people don't care about. Backlash. It's the Backlash of WrestleMania. But like I was saying, uh, it's a great place to give Asuka the title. It's also a great place for Asuka's streak to end. Yeah, okay. And, like, I will say it it opens up a lot of things. If Asuka wins, she has not worked with many of the people on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, If Charlotte wins, I don't know where they go with things. That's kind of why I feel that way. But if Charlotte can't beat Asuka, who does? I mean, I think that's... I, I would like for them to do Asuka as this monster and then have kind of a David and Goliath. Have it be like, you know, maybe next year sometime. Have it be somebody like young and scrappy. That's a good idea. Maybe that's a place you can put like a Ruby Riot in a year. That would be really cool. Yeah, like you position her to be this young, scrappy up-and-comer. I don't think it should be anybody, or maybe, fantasy booking, super fantasy booking, a returning from injury page. Yeah, I, I wanted Paige versus Asuka so bad. Yeah, like... That was my, that's my fantasy booking. You know, oh, you, you retired, or you came to the roster as NXT champion and had to give away the belt, so did I. Yeah. Uh, if I go super fantasy booking... Asuka wins, Mm -hmm. defeats everybody, then come SummerSlam, she's like, you know what I want? That U.S. title. Oh my god. That that is super fantasy booking. Yeah, I mean, that, almost you could do that at Extreme Rules. Mm -hmm. Like, you would have to do that at Extreme Rules when, like, the rating's already higher. Mm -hmm. And then you could do a fun storyline of, like... What men are going to try to fight her? 
Yeah. And then you could have, like, a couple weeks where she beats up your Kurt Hawkins and your Heath Slaters. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, this is for real. Like, I want to be U.S. champion. Yeah, and, like, I think Asuka could really pull that off. Mm-hmm. And you could do a really good, like, this is very advanced for WWE, like, a really good immigrant attaining an American dream mm-hmm. storyline of, like, Asuka, a Japanese immigrant, retain like, going after this American dream symbolized mm-hmm. as the U.S. belt. And this is way too good for anything WWE's actually. Yeah, I know. This is dangerous waters and all that other stuff. But that's that's my fantasy booking. But I think I'm going to say Asuka. I'll say Asuka wins. Yeah, I agree. I think Asuka's going to... Asuka's going to get her. That brings um, us to Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I guess Kevin and Sami have to win. Like... Yeah? Yeah. You don't think they get bounced to Smack to, to Raw? Oh, there's so many people on Raw. There are too many people on Raw. Like, the only way that they can do that is if there's a superstar shakeup announced at Mania for a couple weeks later. Yeah. Because I think right now there's just simply too many people vying for too few time. Too little time on Raw. Yeah. Guys, it's late. My grammar's starting to go. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I, I hate this. But this is my prediction. Kevin Owens... Sami Zayn win when Daniel Bryan turns heel on Shane McMahon. Yeah! No, I like that. Well, it just kills Daniel Bryan. Like, you're going to really try to get people to boo Daniel Bryan. That's true. Unless they do it the other way around and Shane's like, screw you, Daniel Bryan, I see the light now. This is the way Zayn saw the light when he got powerbombed. Yeah, like, I think it's going to end with one team member turning on their co-team member. Yeah. But I could see it being pretty much any of the four. Like, I could see Kevin or Sammy having made a deal. Ooh, that'd be fun. Like, if I take the pin, you'll hire me back. I kind of like the idea of it being Zane, and -hmm. then, like, we get a a Kevin Owens-Sammy Zane feud where Kevin Owens is the face and Sammy Zane is the heel. Like... I like Weasel Sammy. Like, just make him a oh, weasel. He's the best. <laughs> he didn't even change that much. That's I know. why it's the best. I, th- I think that's a really underrated way to do a heel turn, is just do things that are not morally right, but ma- justify them yeah. with your own moral code, which Sami Zayn has done. <laughs> Kurt and Ronda are going to win. Kurt and Ronda are going to win. Stephanie and Triple H. Stephanie's going to take one bump. And we're all going to cheer. Because she, oh, she got hurt a little bit. Uh, I hate this match just because I don't see the value in it. Like, it's just gross in my opinion. Like, this is a, a misuse of Kurt Angle. It's a vanity match. Yeah, it's such a vanity match. Like, it really, in my opinion, it feels like Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are in this match because they know it'll be the highest profile match at WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I also think this will be the main event because WrestleMania one, the main event was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Blah. So I think they're going to kind of, like, mention that. I'm, I don't like it at all. But, no, I'm not a fan. But that is my prediction. Um, 
<laughs> After that terrible match happens. <laughs> uh, I, I can't like I don't think anything good's gonna happen. I think Ronda's gonna be exposed. I think Kurt's gonna be underused. I think Triple H is gonna have a really long elaborate entrance. I, I hope Asuka gets a really long, elaborate entrance. She's She seems like somebody who it would be fun to have a crazy entrance. Absolutely. She, yeah, a bunch of people in masks, all doing floppy arms. Yeah, like just really theatrical, really <clears throat> interesting. She's the one I hope gets like a real cool ma- uh, real cool entrance. Yeah, I think she will. I think New Day will do something silly. Yeah, they always do. That'll be fun. Uh, Maybe Rusev will get his tank back. I don't. I don't know if Rusev's getting his tank back. That'd be cool. Or like something really funny and theatrical with him and Aiden. Yeah, I think that's going to be something special. Maybe Aiden sings with Kid Rock. Uh. <laughs> oh my god, Kid Rock wouldn't get that's the joke. Rusev die. Oh, Kid Rock wouldn't be in on the joke, and it'd be amazing. That'd be pretty good. Um, I think Nakamura might get it. I'm, I at first believed that, because we had this talk about how WrestleMania is not for us, the WWE fans, and that this match solely existed so New Japan fans would watch WrestleMania. Yeah. And this was just like, they're going to treat it like another celebrity match. However, I'm also going to say Shinsuke Nakamura wins this. Yeah. Uh, And I, I hate my reasoning. I think AJ's hurt. Yeah. And I think they just need to take the belt off of them. I don't know where either of them go from here. Yeah, I'm not... It's always hard to tell with, like, what happens after a champion is not champion. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like SmackDown lacks some star power in this department. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, we had that six-way match. And, like, the people that got in it were, like, Dolph... And Baron Corbin. Like, I don't think Baron Corbin's winning the belt anytime soon. Oh my god, he's the worst. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to say Shinsuke. He's a Roman Reigns that needs some dry shampoo. And lots of uh, violins. And so many kinyasas. Yes, knees to the face. That's been one of my favorite parts of this build. It's just the relentless trolling by Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, and then w- that leaves us with Brock and Roman. And All right, guys. Time for the disappointing ending to this podcast. Yeah, I think Roman just wins. And yep. I j- like, they're saying that Brock's leaving if he loses. And Did they have to have him win? They- I don't... If Roman wins, it's kind of like back to status quo and like we get to have the belt on every pay-per-view again. And, you know... But the bad news is that it's on Roman Reigns. Yeah, we'll see him work with Finn. We'll see him work with Rollins. We'll see him work with Joe when Joe comes back. All that stuff. I don't really... Like, Brock, in my opinion, can just kind of leave. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I think there's, they've sold all the Suplex City shirts they're going to sell. Uh, there's, I don't need to see him wrestle anyone else. Like, I, I kind of would like to see him, and I know I'm contradicting myself, it'd be fun to see him lock up with Kurt one more time. Yeah. Uh, that would be fun. That seems like a SummerSlam match. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun to see. But, 
like overall, like he fought Rollins, he fought Braun twice. He fought the Undertaker, like he fought Cena, he fought Ambrose. That was disappointing. Like, I I I'd like Brock Finn, I'd like Brock Bryan, but I don't think I need either of those. No, and I definitely don't think I need both of those. No, like I think they're both going to tell basically the same. I'm a small scrappy guy going up against you. Yeah, I mean Brock Lesnar only can really tell that one story. Yeah, I'm a big guy. I'm big, and I yell. And I send Paul Heyman out to talk for me. So so away he goes. And, and Roman wins, and we're back to being grumpy about that. Oh, and uh, it's not announced. But uh, Undertaker Cena, who wins? Oh, God. The build for this match has been so bad, I don't care. Um, I think it's, I, I think it, like, has to be Taker, because I think it justifies Cena going away again for a while. Yeah. Because I think we're gonna, I think Cena's effectively a part-timer now. I think we're gonna see mm. less and less of Cena every year. Yeah, he's, he's Duke Nukem now. He's doing bigger and bigger movies and bigger and bigger roles in those movies. Like, he's not just Pazuzu and Sisters anymore. Like, now he's the leading man in comedies, and he's doing a lot. So, uh, yeah. WrestleMania is going to end on a disappointing note, and uh, so is this podcast. <laughs> what? Why? Don't bury our podcast. Yeah, because we had to end it with talking about how Roman Reigns was going to win. No, we, had, we were ending it on The Undertaker, and you said you didn't care. Ugh. <sighs> Maybe if The Undertaker had shown up at some point. Well, I think The Undertaker's going to return, win, and start wrestling a full schedule. Just like my dad always saying he's going to come to my softball games. I told you you need to stop playing softball. What? Just let let softball go. No. (laughs) No, it's my yard. I'll do what I want. We're getting... No, we're... It's Undertaker's yard. Or no, now it's Roman Reigns' yard. Roman Reigns' yard. I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, look at the audacity spiking yeah, That's again. a snort. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I, I also think that Undertaker has to win, but, like, after that, I feel like Cena is over, so he needs to turn heel or something. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anywhere to go for him after losing yeah. to Undertaker. Cause, but he cut that promo where he's like, I lost at Fastlane, I lost at Royal Rumble, I lost, I lost, I lost. Yeah, so if he loses So if he again, loses again, like, we gotta see him break. Yeah. Which I'm cool with. Yeah, I'd love to see him crack, love to see him act a little bit. Or, I'd love, no, it'd be great. What? He goes to NXT. And huh. just, like, ruins it. He's like, look, it's me! It's John Cena! Ah, and then he like he we watch him like beat Roddy Strong, and it's just like no, we don't want this. He's like, but it's me, John Cena. Oh my, God. John Cena! In your retelling, John Cena has become the friend people don't actually like, who keeps inviting himself to stuff. Yes, but like that—that's what he would be at NXT. 
there wouldn't be those kids that that chant "Let's Go Cena." It's just like no. Oh my god! It'd be the full sale fans who were. Yeah, exactly. We're like we like these indie guys. He's like, yeah, but I'm John Cena. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick out of their finisher in front of you. No, we don't. No. It would be so fun. Yeah, it would that. be. It would be. Oh, it'd be great. So there, there's a there's a fun idea for you to end this podcast. Uh, I'm just picturing him trying to like do other people's entrances, like him doing like Alistair Black's entrance, <laughs> but like springing up and be like, "Yeah, don't give up." Yeah, it's me. Then throws a towel. <laughs> it'd be really funny. It's me, John Cena. I'm here at NXT. I've never been NXT champion. No, uh... no, John. Could you not? I want to lose a bunch of weight after this and go to 205 Live. Oh my god. Comes out all skinny. He would have to lose, like, a lot. He has the reverse Captain America serum serum put on him. Alright, so those are our fantasy bookings and our predictions for WrestleMania. Thank you so much for listening. We are both very tired. We're going to go to bed now. I'm yawning off mic. Sorry. Good night, everybody. Good night or good morning, depending on when you listen to this. K-night.